0: Welcome to Organize Anything with Colette Robichaud on 105.9 Seaside FM. Welcome. I'm Krista Cook and Colette Robichaud, the organizing coach from Organize Anything, is here with me today to talk about the new year and the new you. Welcome, Colette.
1: Thanks, Krista. It's really great to be back speaking to you about uh, how we create a new you in the new year or
0: whether we need to. New Year's resolutions. What are your thoughts on those?
1: Well, I think they're great as long as you are making fewer and maybe making them the whole year round instead of just in January. You have to ask yourself, just because we bought a new calendar, does that mean that we need a whole new you? It's nice to do some self-improvement and to work on a few things. But let's just think about, you know, just because it's January, do we need to do 82 things to change our lives?
0: (laughs) pick one or two changes. Like you said, we have a list of 82. And then we wonder why two weeks later, we haven't done any of it. We just set ourselves up to fail. I think a lot of times, that's
1: true. We do set ourselves up to fail, and we're going to talk a little bit today about how we can keep from doing that. And the stats show us that one in four people will not make it a week with their New Year's resolutions. So oh, that bad. It is that bad. If you think about it, that's 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 not a lot. That's only, you know, 25% of the people that create hmm. those New Year's resolutions actually make it. So there's, some, there's a couple of ways we're going to talk about today that we can create some change that will make us a little bit of a new you, but um, we just want to make it easier on our And we want to make it maybe sticky, things that stick, things that that create change and and make it easier for us.
0: Where do we start?
1: Well, we can start again by figuring out where we are now. And this is always a, you know, sort of a good good place to be. Like, where are we, you know? If we're starting to think about New Year's resolutions, do we want to be a size 8 when we're now a size 18? You know, we want to get real about where we are. Mm -hmm. And... um, Stephen Covey, uh, one of the experts on uh, productivity, he always said, "Start with the end in mind." So we want to paint that picture. What does it look like? What does our success look like at the other end? You know, if we're quitting smoking, you know, what does it, we know what that looks like? You're not going to smoke at all, but maybe you're going to say, "I'm going to cut back." But be explicit about what that looks like, and give yourself a good time frame to make that make that happen. We want that change to be brought on from ourselves and not necessarily pushed on by other people. We have to be ready for that change.
0: Exactly. I mean, January 1 comes and, and of course, we've just spent probably four to six weeks of, you know, celebrating, drinking, having fun, family, friends. We've overindulged in just about every area. And then we expect January 1 just to be, Oops, Cut yeah. And dry.
1: Yeah, January is a really weird time of the year because we have done quite a bit of overload in December and now it's sort of like we aren't socializing as much and we're a little <laughs> more with ourselves and, and we are a little more contemplative of, oh my gosh, I've gained that five to 10 pounds, which most people gain in the holidays. Oh my gosh, I went over budget because oh, the bills yes. are starting to mm-hmm. arrive oh my gosh, here I am, um, I didn't start the exercise program or the, the diet program that I said I would. And so we're, you know, we're getting into the month and going, oh, where am I and what's gone wrong and what can I do?
0: I think one of the best things I can do is not make a New Year's resolution.
1: Well, you know, it has a bit, you know, people ask me what I think about it, and it, and it is, does have a little bit of that tendency to say, oh gosh, are we setting ourselves up for failure? But, you know, I just like to say that, you know, continual change, con- sort of that continual improvement and thinking about what we want to change. And again, not change brought on by what other people tell us to do. We don't need the shoulds in our head. Like, let's get rid of the voices in our head, you know, and we yes. all have them, what you should do, but let's just get really serious about about what Is right for us. If we've gained some weight over the years as we get older or whatever for health reasons or you can't exercise for one reason or another, you know, how bad is that? Is it, you know, is it just a few pounds? Is it really affecting our health? Where, you know, what do we really want to do? Not because we want to be on the cover of Vogue or whatever, but let's just get really real about the reasons that we want to create that change and it's better to have change a lot of times based on our health. A lot of people also tell me they want to, you know, have change that they want to see more friends and family and do things like that so we want to be very careful that our words and our deeds to get there are matching up because we can say all this stuff but we got to make sure that we're getting on the right track to get there as
0: well what helps us to change
1: well, it's kind of funny because uh, I think there's someone said, you know, really the only person who likes change is a baby. So <laughs> so it it's something that I look at a lot because working as a, a life coach and an organizer, a lot of times I'm trying to help people create change in their life. And a lot of times the other thing I say is I'm turning, helping them turn intentions into behaviors. Mm-hmm. Because... What's odd is we judge ourselves by our intentions, I mean, and not our behaviors. So how many times have you said, I meant to do that. Oh, I Uh. was going to do that. And somehow that's been okay. Just because we meant to do it is that, you know, you didn't do it, you know? So, but we do, yeah, I meant to do that. I, I've been working on doing that. I've been trying to do that. And so we're saying, oh, that's okay. Cause I'm trying. And yes, those are first steps, but we got to put the action in there, put the verb yeah. in there and really getting some steps that lead us a little closer. And again, not the 82 steps or no. the 82 resolutions. We've got to make them more baby steps to get into that. So, in order for us to live the life we truly want, because at the other end of it, I think we want to be sitting there going, you know what, this is a pretty good life. I did what I wanted, or I was going to do that. I was going to get to it. I meant to
0: do that. Yeah, I meant
1: to do it. I should have done it. We really want to make sure that we're designing that life and really taking some steps to get us there, and steps that aren't overly painful or make us feel so much pressure that it's a
0: miserable life anyway. Okay, so when we have the plan, then how do we get started?
1: Well... The plan is where we want to go. So that's sort of the roadmap. We know where it is, but, you know, it's like the GPS. We've got to get do lots of little (laughs) squiggles around and change lots of rows to get there. But I have a simple strategy that I use with my clients and personally, and it starts with just um, the question, what are the next three steps? Oddly enough, most Mm -hmm. of us can keep three things in our head. I'm a big, you know, list maker, and we can write all those things down. But truly, what are the next three steps gets us started in a lot of places, and it keeps us moving on. So to ask us that question is a really good way to go. But the other side of that is often we're really not starting with those first three steps. You know, if someone says, oh, you know, I want to – Pay my taxes, uh, and I'm gonna, you know, do that on Sunday. Will they get there? And they realize they don't have the form, and they haven't gotten yes, the receipts. There's lots of steps bef- beside that. So let's just say, as we would, on uh, start all kinds of things new on Mondays, because Monday's a good day to start the diets and do all those. Everything Definitely. happens on Monday, doesn't it's it? Always Monday. Yeah. yeah, we get very new you-ish on Monday. It's yep. like oh, just a last another last supper, another oh, last yes. uh, cupcake, whatever. <laughs> so if you decide that you're going to start exercising on Monday. Monday, um, and you wake up on Monday and you realize, man, I, I can't start exercising. I don't have a good pair of walking shoes. Those <laughs> those old ones, if I walk with those, I'll be turning my ankles or whatever. So, you know, the the first three steps with that of not the exercise would be, you know, even to investigate a little. Where am I going to go shop for these, you know, running shoes? Where's a good place to go? You know, are they on sale anywhere or, you know, do I go to a place that will fit me because I mm-hmm. have a, you know, I have an odd sized foot yes. or I have some issues that, or I need orthotics or something. and then then, you know, book that appointment with yourself that you're going to actually get there. Because, again, another Monday will go by and you don't have <coughs> that. So, yes. you know, so those first three steps could be to, you know, to shop for to make the – investigate what where you're going to do the shopping for the shoe. Um, make that appointment with yourself to shop. And maybe even also say, well, I better wear them around the house a little bit before I go out and say I'm going to walk for that 20 minutes or something. Even that might be a good idea. So really think through what those first three steps are. And when you ask yourself what are the first three steps, say – What are the steps before that? Could there be anything before that? Because what happens is people get very discouraged and say, well, I was going to start again on Monday, but I couldn't because of this. And then the next Monday rolls around. So we can easily sort of um, limit those um, excuses, if you will, if we really know what those steps are leading up to what we assume are the first steps.
0: Do you think that'll help with people who make procrastinate?
1: Oh, for sure. Procrastination is, uh, is something that a lot of us do, and there's all kinds of different ways to uh, procrastinate. And a lot of uh, procrastination, oddly enough, comes from perfectionism. You want to have the perfect setting, you know, mm-hmm. so it all has to be perfect before I do that. I, you know, I can't get my garage cleared out, which I've been working on for years, because I just don't have that full day to do it. Well, you know what? We're talking today a lot about creating change and having baby steps. So, you know, there's there's ways to do that and to free ourselves up. And how many weekends then go by with the garage that uh, you're miserable? We we're going to do the garage, and you've told the whole you just family yourself
0: up all the time, constantly when you don't meet that
1: right. We're going to do the garage on Sunday, and our words and our deeds don't match up. So, one of the little things that I say about something like a garage is you have to decide ahead of time. Are you, we want to break it into smaller pieces, but Think about it in sort of that time or task. So we're doing the garage. Are we going to just say on Saturday we'll spend an hour doing the garage and when the hour is done, good, we're off, we're doing our own thing? Or task, we're just going to gather all the garbage out of the garage and that'll be enough oh, for okay. that. So break it down into smaller pieces and I say choose your time or choose your task. And that way you can even choose it with the family. Okay, you spend your half an t- hour time in there. I'm just going to work on the task of doing, you know, this much of it. But that's a way to break it down in the smaller pieces and then it's not like, oh, tick, tick, tick all week weekend and your gut going, we got to get to the garage. We got to get to yeah, the garage. We're not like, going to get the whole uh, thing done and run it over a little bit of time. There's better things for us to do than to be working on the garage. So spread it out a little bit and work on it. And it's much more, you know, what's the saying? How do you eat an elephant? You know, sort of one bite yes. at a time. So your garage is like that. Your goal is to become a new you are like that as well. We don't want to over have it so big because what happens is, procrastination Mm -hmm. you don't have the perfect environment or it's so overwhelming that it's easier to just say we can't get to that and really we know there are always better things to do than the thing that we want to do
0: now a lot of these things involve change change Mm -hmm. is a scary thing for a lot of people
1: yes change is a change can be a very scary thing we are creatures of habit we like to run with our routine, and you know, the minute we want to sort of change things around, you know, it's 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 not an easy thing. It's not uh, an easy thing in that our, our even our body has memory. You know, our mm-hmm. mind has memory of how we do things. If you you know sort of rearrange the furniture and you came in with the lights out, you'd be might be sitting on the floor because we exactly. can basically know exactly how those thing things go. So I like to. You know, sort of talk to people a little bit about sort of two types of change because I think it allows people to get a much better understanding on that. And one type of change would be sort of that technical or physical change, and the second type of change is the behavioral change. And behavioral is, you know, sort of our, our things that we do, you know, like changing with. our
0: cognitive behavior.
1: Yes, exactly. So think about the, the technical or the physical change. You've got a desk in your office and we move the desk or we clear off the desk, a physical change. We remove things, okay. we clear it off. And people say to me, Oh, I clear off my desk, but it always goes back to the way it was. Well, the physical or technical change that we made that first kind of changes was physically moving the stuff. Mm. And that can stay. If you never go back, if you never went back in the room, it would stay it would would change. But the behavioral change is you having to change and put stuff back or doing things. So behaviorally, we can handle less change. Technically, you could rearrange the furniture, every room in the house, and it's probably sticky and it sort of stays that way unless you're bumping into it and moving it over. But, you know, behaviorally, to not leave your clothes on the sofa or throw the keys on that table when they really should be hung up, those are the behavioral changes. So what we want to do is a lot of times, you know, especially in my business, we're decluttering we're making some physical changes, and that's what I get called in to do. But as a life coach, that's where I try to help them with how are the behavioral changes that go with this going to hold up to reinforce that. So that two-way exactly, street yeah. of the to be physical parts. and that behavioral. So what happens where we go wrong in this new year and New Year's resolution time is that out of that list of 82 things, a lot of them are behavioral changes. And, you know, some of them are the technical ones, and you can do that. I was going to paint the house. If you paint the house, it stays painted. But, you know, if I was going to, you know, do something else that requires the behavioral change, it's not going to stick, and we need to do fewer of them. So technical, physical change we can do a lot and check them off the list but behaviorally you're really doing that day after day. it could be 10 times a day when you want to change that behavioral to do something behavior to do something
0: different. Any advice we can offer folks and how to go through that process?
1: For sure, it's really engaging ourselves and creating sometimes some leverage just even to get started. So if you think about it, sometimes by letting some other people know, about what that change is we want to create. It leverages us. I always say to my clients that, boy, having kids is the best leverage that you ever have. So, you know, if you tell them, they'll be all too happy to remind you 10 to 20 times a day of the behavioral change that you want to make. And also, even outside of that reminder system that that can be a little hard on the head, we also want to model our behavior. We want them to model our behavior. Exactly right. So you want, you know, as much as we can tell them what to do, we really want to show them what to do. So if so kids... Are walk in a family. The walk, talk the walk, talk. Walk. And walk key, you know, is key. A lot of people tell me, you know, exercise is one of those main things up through this, this time of year that we want to do more of. If your kids are used to seeing you go to the gym or, you know, getting out there and doing a walk or suggesting that you're going to be running up and down the stairs or they walk on you, in on you with a little music on and you're, you know, sort of running up and down the stairs, they will get that a little bit more. So, you know, have that sort of leverage that can come from your kids. And, You know, one of the things is with our goals to create changes, not leaving that in our head, like talking about it. So, you know, saying what it is that we want to do and really, you know, not only with our kids, but with our friends and other people around us as well, telling people at work and sort of, you know, does put a little bit of pressure on you. But sometimes that's how allows it to work a little bit more to get you get you moving in the right direction.
0: Now, I've heard and I I actually can't confirm it right at this point, but I have heard that uh, it takes 21 days to change a habit.
1: Yeah, that's that's a stat that's out there. I don't know. I have never seen where that came from in the actual research with the data on that, but I would suggest that, that that's, you know, close to accurate, but actually I would say for some things it would be even more than that because I agree we can with definitely that, yeah. do, you know, I know lots of people that think about it. We go to the gym, you could go to the gym 21 days in, in a row and just stop after that. So there's, you know, there's lots of things that need to we need to keep ourselves motivated. You know, when we're creating these change, we need to build little things along the way that can can be rewards because we've changed our behavior. And a reward may not mean, you know, something huge. A reward could be that, you know, I'm really going to try and get the dishes done before I go to bed, you know, instead of doing them in the morning and or I'm going to really try and do this at work and I won't have my morning coffee until I do this at work in the morning instead of coming in and dropping my handbag or my briefcase and, you know, running down to get my coffee. I'm going to get that task that I really don't want to do that I'm trying to do a, a behavioral change in the office something. And I'm going to reward myself with a little treat after that. So it could be a cup of coffee. Mm -hmm. You know, it could be along the way if you're losing weight that you might, you know, be able to purchase something, you know, new for yourself or an experience or something like that. We, you know, there are lots of little rewards that we can build in a lot of the way to reinforce that change.
0: I'm definitely a believer in rewards and and it works very well. It's yeah. probably really the only incentive. I mean, you get the satisfaction of knowing you've made the change, mm-hmm. which of course could impact you in whatever manner the change was. Mm-hmm. But well, let's just say motivation doesn't hurt.
1: Yeah. And a lot of times, you know, we're waiting to be motivated. But the fact that what we're doing is the motivation itself, do you know what I mean? So, you know, we're waiting for some big lightning bullet to come down and, and, and hit us in the head called motivation. But, you know, we see people out there that we say are highly motivated. Yes. But my experience has been that they're really not more highly motivated than anyone else. They just do it, sort of that Nike saying, just, just do, it. do it. So, when we talk about action and taking those first three steps, sort of an object in motion stays in motion. So, whatever those first three baby steps are to get going, that's a a lot that gives us motivation. Don't wait for the the lightning bolt that has the big M for motivation on it to come down and hit us. It doesn't exist for anyone. Most of the people just take baby steps and get moving.
0: I find uh, the worst thing about procrastination is the procrastination without failure. It seems that any time I procrastinate about something, once I've begun what it was I was procrastinating about, I'm usually left with Oh, I'm almost embarrassed that I procrastinated about it because the act of doing it wasn't nearly as bad as what I've just been through. Well, and that's what
1: a lot of people say, that mm. that those games that we play in our head, those stressors <laughs> that we build and all of that stress of building up, of thinking about something, you know, 10, a dozen times a day. Sometimes it's subliminally, but what's that doing to our body? The stressors of I've got to do it, I've got to get that done and not doing it. I always say that, you know, especially working with people in the office, try and bite off some of those things we don't want to do and get them them over with beginning of the day it clears the mental clutter on that you know sometimes it's overtly that we're hearing it the voice in our head sometimes it's just simmering underneath and that's some of the stuff that we want to let go
0: you're listening to organize anything with colette robishow we'll be right back on 105.9 this is organize anything with colette Roboshow on 105.9 seaside fm We are talking today about the new year, the new you. Pretty much the norm. Most, I would say more women. Do you think more women make New Year's resolutions?
1: I would think so. Or, you know, women tend to talk about things a little bit more. So maybe (laughs) we just know about it. And we, you know, we said earlier that one of those ways to leverage us is to talk about a little bit more. So maybe that's why we're thinking that.
0: Maybe that is. It would be interesting to see the stats, see how many men really consciously make that mm. New Year's resolution or 82 of them as most of us women do.
1: Well a lot of times we know definitely I think through research that women are a lot harder on themselves <laughs> yes. so um, maybe that's what we're thinking That that that's a good rule to create that change in that New you. We talked a little bit about rewards. We have to be less hard on ourselves so as we build in those little you know areas along the way that we're going to reward ourselves, make them smaller, make them you know nice little spots along the way let's not set these big things that I have to get there and you know Before I reward myself, so be a little gentler with yourself. Be a little
0: gentler with what those goals look like. Give yourself lots of time to get there, and be more understanding of yourself. For sure, the pressure that we have a tendency to put on those resolutions because around the water cooler in January, yeah, everybody's talking about them. Oh, for Uh, sure. sure, pretty much anywhere somebody's talking about oh, them for sure and then the joke becomes that nobody's doing them mm-hmm.
1: and we we don't want to be so inflexible that we you know that we can't have a little movement on that and reward ourselves in between or take a little break i mean you know it it it, it, it takes some time to wean ourselves off of a habit we don't like it takes some time to get us going in the right direction and it's not always a straight line up you know if looking at how that happens sometimes it's you know two steps forward and one back and that's what life is all about you know it that's is. how it works so when it comes to creating that change in life we've got to get real about what it looks like it's not like you know it, maybe not like those TV shows where you know the weight's dropping off or people are just doing all the stuff that's all edited and we're looking at things yeah. really in an unrealistic way the same way Ways. We're reading a lot of the magazines and a lot of that stuff. So get real with who you are and, you know, know what's going on. If you, you know, if you are sick or if, you know, your life is too busy, you know, really get real about what you can do. We want to stick to those goals and directionally go there, but don't be so inflexible as to make yourself ill or, you know, neglect other aspects of your, of your life because of that.
0: I actually have made, uh, I guess it was probably a couple of years ago, I made the decision not to set myself up for New Year's resolutions. Mm-hmm. And I would say most of the big changes that I've made in my life that I've wanted to have been successful and they've never been done in January. Yeah,
1: that's a good point, Krista. We don't need to get caught up in all the hype about the the New Year's resolution. That's why I think at the top of the show, I said, yeah, I'm a big believer in New Year's resolutions as long as we're thinking about doing them all year
0: round. Honestly, <laughs> I mean, it's it's sort of like that theory of Valentine's Day being the day where everyone shows their love for someone, and I'm the person that says, but you should be doing that every day. Yeah, yeah exactly. So it's that whole theory. We're always making goals. We should always be improving ourselves. So maybe that's the way to go. Just don't make a,
1: <laughs> make a well, resolution
0: not to make the resolution until some other time in the year. Yeah. (laughs)
1: Yeah, and that's, you know, that is a good idea. And and think about that. And and just, you know, I... I I think there's a Japanese term called kaizen, it's sort of continual improvement. And Mm -hmm. if that's what you want to think about, you know, why would it just happen in January? Why wouldn't it happen, you know, during any time of the year? Maybe there's some reason that things would happen a little bit more in another time when you're, you know, less busy or, you know, summer might be a better time to be doing something. So really, really think about that, what that's like. But the other side of that, too, is instead of taking on the negative of doing the big audit of ourselves and all our deficits Mm -hmm. like wow we talked about being hard on ourselves but you know really going through and say I'm not this I'm not that and looking at where those things are wouldn't it be nice this year to go through instead of making all these resolutions of oh starting from wow how bad I am yes how bad I am to go and look at a different to resolve to look at how great we are let's look at the last year and say what did I do right what am I most proud of what are my accomplishments what are you know what am I thankful and grateful for the great friends the fact that I you know live in a great country like this we have a lot to be very happy about and when do we really take that that moment to do that so instead of you know thinking about all those things that we want to should have could have should whatever let's turn that around a little bit and sort of think about those things in our career and personally that you know we're really pleased
0: about yes you have to embrace the positive I mean gosh if life was just all about the negatives wouldn't be so good would not it Not
1: at all and you know we we have a year gone by that we you know we can be contemplative about and think about what were those great memories from those years and really think about them and talk about them. And just by doing that, that's a great foundation to create change and encouragement. We talked about being motivated. Well, you know, most of us feel a little bit motivated, with more motivated with the carrot than the stick. So, you know, instead of beating ourselves up again, say, boy, you know, I'm pretty good at doing this. And out of that, you know, and seeing what we accomplished through the year, you may get some lessons about, well, why did that go well? Why did I why was i able to make that behavioral change what in that allowed me to be successful with that and we can take from that and put that into the change that we want to want to work on next
0: very good words do you think Why New Year's resolutions fail is, as we've already touched on the subject, people sort of set themselves up with too high of expectations of their change. And then I think the other point, if you are someone who is impacted by the seasons or the lack of light, Mm -hmm. January and February and March are very difficult months. For sure. Maybe your change might be more promise to take a dance class or something mm-hmm. every couple of weeks as a tool to get you through those difficult months. So the change might not be um more behavioral. Well, I guess it would be behavioral.
1: Mhm. But the It could be just a time to investigate things and do things a little differently and as we said when we're saying exercise and eating well is one of those main things that people want to do in the new year very top on those resolutions sort of list you know think about what those little things are and maybe then you're just ramping up that you will actually be doing more in the summer because you can get out more you don't want to be you know for a lot of us i know i've you know had some trouble with my knee and had it operated on before i'm not so crazy about walking in the winter and going for a walk outside Mm. that's not something that i want to do and that's the thing that we want to think about is it the right time for us to do this goal is this a time you know this time of year that maybe we're investigating and doing some research and going to the bookstore and looking at things and maybe you know taking a class maybe it's a little different so really think about you personalizing it to you is it the best time for me mentally physically emotionally to be setting this goal for change is this right for us
0: now one of the things I'm thinking as a parent, Colette, what are your thoughts around talking to your children about New Year's resolutions?
1: Well, I would go back to that 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 thought of, you know, is it is it just New Year's or is it all year round? Like mm-hmm. would you like to say to your child, I only expect you to change to clean up your room in, in the month of January, in the new years, maybe we say uh, um, only 25% of the people are keeping the resolution. So oh, that would be by a week. So that first week, you're only going to do that. Mm. So we really want to have things work for the long term. That's like, you know, people will say to me, oh, well, we have a cleanup day once a week in the office, or, you know, once a, a, a year, you know, we clear out the garage. Well, I'm not so sure those are good habits you want to put in place. Really, you want to set the foundation that these are something that we do all the time. So I would just have those conversations about, you know, that's great that you're working on something, if we're talking to our kids, but, you know, make it a little bite sized piece of something. And and again, get get back to saying, well, you know, why don't you just think about doing this part of it? What would the next three steps be? And going back a little bit to get them started. And so educate them on how that goal setting and working could happen. But I would really try and make sure you're limiting their expectations not to be too big. We want them to dream big, but we want to make sure that people are feeling the success and rewarding themselves along the way. And then I think that's really
0: key for kids. Well, and especially, you know, they would know so much from parents uh, what goes on with New Year's resolutions. So I like the theory that you just, they don't have to make New Year's resolutions and really emphasizing the change all the time.
1: Yeah, and that, you know, working on some self-improvement and what they want. And again, think about Is that coming from you or really asking them what they would like to change? And a lot of kids are probably pretty happy with where they are, but maybe not. If there's things, again, communication is key with anything that we're doing. And if we can have those sort of conversations with our kids, that's a great thing to do.
0: Thank you so much for all the great advice. Our subject today has been a new year, a new you. We've been speaking to Colette Robichaux of Organize Anything. Colette, would you like to let folks know how they can get in touch with you?
1: Certainly. They can visit my website, organizeanything.com. That's www.organizeanything.com. And they can email me from there. And also while they're on there, they can check out some other tips. I've got over 100 articles that can give them lots of good advice on a lot of things. So I'd be more than happy to uh, talk Talk to them about helping them uh, create some change in their life.
0: And I would also suggest if you send anything here to Seaside FM, we'll ensure that call gets that as well, and we could possibly incorporate that into a future show.
1: That would be great. We'd love to hear your comments, and we'd love to hear your questions because I know um, when I'm out at trade shows and things like that, people always have lots of questions or lots of situations that they're really not sure how to handle it. So we'll be covering quite a few of those in future, but we'd just love to hear from you.
0: Would you like to add anything further, Colette?
1: Yes, uh, I've got a quote here from Ellen Goodman that I thought was interesting and timely. We spend January walking through our lives, room by room, drawing up a list of work to be done, cracks to be patched. Maybe this year, to balance the list, we ought to walk through the rooms of our lives, not looking for flaws, but for potential.
0: That's a beautiful quote. Thank you for sharing that, Colette. You're welcome. Inside FM.